The, um, my wife and I, we love a good mystery movie. And so the title is meant on purpose to sound like, you know, a, a good mystery novel. But hopefully it'll become clear um, in a few moments um, what that is all about. And it's not really about a mystery novel. Um, about a month ago, Pat Seaman uh, stood where I'm standing and he talked a bit about our search committee and the things that are taking place. And I'm not going to repeat that today. But he also talked about the uh, survey that our church did and kind of the top three areas uh, where we wanted to put together some focus groups or some improvement committees. Um, and they're listed here, uh, worship, discipleship and ministry, outreach and evangelism. And outreach and evangelism is what I would like to talk uh, with you today. So um, there was a question in the survey regarding or very similarly to um, sharing the good news with people outside our walls and how do people think we're doing. Um, 63% indicated, and this is the only statistic I'm going to use by the way, but 63% of you said that uh, we could probably improve in that area and only 3% said that we're, we're doing okay or we're doing this well. And so <clears throat> I kind of was inspired by that to, to talk a little bit about outreach and evangelism. So what exactly is uh, evangelism? Well, I thought about just quoting a definition, but I thought, well, better than that, what are some synonyms of evangelism or what are some words that either we use or other Christian organizations use to mean uh, evangelism? And some of those are proselytize, you may have heard that term, or save or getting saved. Um, we've seen signs like Jesus saves. You know, a, a story there, early in my career I was traveling with a work associate and we saw on a street corner someone holding up the sign Jesus saves. Now, my work associate claimed to be a Christian. I'm not really sure uh, what organization he was associated with. I think he was Catholic, but don't quote me on that. But as we walked by this sign Jesus saved, he said, well, I don't know what I need to be saved from. And I thought to myself, well, if you don't know that, then... Are you really a Christian? Now, the sad part that I want to bring up to you is that I was not prepared. What an opportunity to share Jesus, and I did not take it. Well, hopefully, um, today, I'll encourage you to uh, be prepared for that opportunity. Um, some other words, convert or be converted. Uh, bring to Christ or bring to God, proclaim, reach people for Christ, lead people to Christ, share the good news, spread the gospel, spread the word, win over or witness. Now some of these actually are in the Bible, some are not really in the Bible. But witness, that last one, it is in the Bible, I want to read to you. And by the way, I'm going to be reading a lot of scripture today. And you may say, well, why are we reading so much scripture? Well, this is Rob trying to get out of the way and let God speak to you, okay? Um, 
I, I don't have a whole lot to say today. God's got a lot to say to you, and it's going to be through Scripture. And so in 1 John 1, uh, the first three verses, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness. There you go, and bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. If that's not an evangelistic verse, I don't know what is. It's right there. You know, there's a couple other verses and they're not listed on this slide. We're going to, I'm going to mention them later, but it's the go verses. You probably remember the go verses in Matthew uh, chapter 28. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. We're going to talk about that. Um, also in, in Mark, the 16th chapter, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So those are the go verses. Interestingly, those verses aren't tied to just our minister staff. All right? It's not tied to just the elders or the deacons. It's for everyone to go and do these things. So it's a command of God. Um, and I like to use the expression, many hands make light work. So if we're all doing this together, um, it's going to, to work um, much more efficiently. And the vast majority of Christians are quite unsuccessful at evangelism. Some have said uh, there's an estimate that 95% of all Christians have never been a part of leading anyone to Christ. 95%. So I'm not going to show a raise of hands here, but um, it appears that the majority, uh, at least some people think the majority, fall in that category. Um, so the gospel is a mystery. Um, if we look at Colossians 1, 26 to 27, it says this, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known that what, the, what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope and glory. You see, there is this mystery, and I've got a couple of verses because I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious as to why is the gospel a, my, a mystery, all right? But God's going to tell us why it's a mystery. He says that praying always with all prayer, this is from Ephesians, uh, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all of the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Again, that's that term, the mystery of the gospel. You know, it's, I was saved at a young age. I was nine years old. It's been a long, uh, I'm just a couple years older than nine now. Um, I, it's been a long time ago, and I can't remember the gospel being a mystery. To me, it's plain. It's just right, right there. It's not a mystery. Jesus died on the cross for me and for you. What is so mysterious? 
But it is a mystery. It really is a mystery to some. Um, To non-Christians, the gospel really is a mystery. In verses in 2 Corinthians, it says this, but even if our gospel is veiled, you see, God has veiled the gospel. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. It's not, it's not veiled to me. If you're a Christian with me, it's not veiled to you. But to those that are perishing, it is veiled. It's a mystery. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel and the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine on them. Once again, it is a mystery. But why is the gospel a ministry? Because God has put a veil over it. Well, how do we unveil unveil this mystery? In Matthew it says this, Um, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to, what is that word? It is veiled to them, or said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You see, it is God who unveils the mystery. In fact, the question really isn't how do we unveil the mystery? It is really, the question is who unveils the mystery? And it's not me and it's not you. God veiled it to start with and he's going to unveil it Um, and that's what we need to work with God to do this. So again, it's not how, but it's who. This um, passage comes from... um, This passage comes from 1 Corinthians. That's on two slides. We're going to go through... Through this one. It is, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. They didn't understand it. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, our Lord Jesus Christ. They wouldn't have crucified him. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God, the spirit of God reveals the mystery. So God must reveal this mystery. The gospel cannot enter the heart of man unless God reveals it to him, and he reveals it by way of the Holy Spirit. 
Don't miss this. Too many people read books about evangelism. They get a process. They memorize uh, a process or whatever. And they don't have success. Why? Because they're trying to reveal the mystery. And they can't do it. God has to reveal the mystery. Well, how do we deal with that? So the secret to evangelism really is allowing God to reveal the mystery. In 1 Corinthians it says this, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he who plants as anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. We play a part. We do. We're a vital part. We either water or we plant, but God gives the increase. Very important that we understand that. We need to understand our part. So how do we break through the mystery? How does that work? How, does, how do we break that mystery well, there's three parts, really, and this is really a three-part sermon that I'm squeezing into one. <laughs> um, I could talk about prayer today, faith uh, in the next couple of Sundays, and, and the Bible, but all I'm going to mention about the Bible and faith today is on this slide. I'm going to jump to prayer uh, on the next slide, but the Bible is very, very important. We ought to have some verses memorized. If you don't have any scripture memorized, you need to do it. Just, just do it. You can memorize scripture. As old as I am, I can memorize scripture. I can. And never underestimate the power of the word of God. I've heard story after story of people just picking up the Bible. Maybe they haven't picked it up for 20 years and they just open up and the word of God speaks to them and they get on their hands and knees, and they cry to God. The power of the Word of God. And then faith. Now, I'm not talking about faith tied to salvation here. I'm talking about faith in God. Faith that He will, uh, we talked about it earlier, faith that He'll provide for us, right? Jimmy talked about that. But faith that He will be with us when we go out to evangelize or proselytize or pick your word. Faith that is, we are focused, we are prepared and ready, listening for God to open an opportunity. Second Corinthians says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So don't forget the Bible and faith, but I'm going to concentrate today on prayer. Why? It's the first thing we need to do. It's the very first thing we need to do. We need to ask God through prayer. We need to ask God for four things that I've listed here. And this will help us break through the mystery with prayer. The first one is ask God to develop a burden in our heart for the lost. We need to plead with God to do that. You know, I'm... I'm sorry to say that 
I've, I've had these thoughts and I'm going to share something with you that maybe you've had some similar thoughts. I've been in a restaurant or I've been walking around and I see someone wearing a shirt that is very anti-Christian and derogatory to Jesus. And I think, well, you're going to get what you deserve. And that is not the right attitude. The right attitude is pray for that person and to maybe approach that person if we're ready and prepared and share Jesus and share the gospel and let God work at revealing the mystery. This is what we need to do. Number two, ask God to unveil the mystery of the gospel to the non-Christian's heart or an open door. Oh, there's that open door. You know, mysteries in an open door, remember the title? Or is it starting to become a little clearer now? We need to ask God to unveil the mystery because we can't do it. And I'm going to read again Colossians 4, 2 through 6. So this was the scripture that we read before I even came up here, right? I want, I want to read this for you. This is the second time that we're going to hear this scripture today. And we're going to hear it a third time because we're going to pray it toward the end of my discussion here today. Because this scripture is very, very important. Colossians 4, 2 through 6. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside. Outside where? Outside of these walls. Out there. Outside. To walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech or let our speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that we may know, that you may know how you ought to answer each one so that we can answer the questions that people have. Yes, salvation is of God. Revelations 3.8. I said I was going to read some scripture, didn't I? And I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. That's Revelations 3.8. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. God doesn't want any of us to perish, but that all... But that all should come into repentance. And then in 1 Timothy for this is a good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. You see, God wants to unveil the mystery and we play a part. We are to plant and water. Number three, ask God to fill our mouth with the words in proclaiming the gospel. Sometimes, you know, I wonder, do I know what to say? Sometimes I wonder if I don't want to say when I'm up here. I'm trying to just get out of the way, right, and just read Scripture. Let God speak to you through His Scripture. But God gives us the words. In Ephesians 
chapter 6, it says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly and to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Pray that God will give you the words that you may speak boldly. And then lastly, number four, ask God to grant us wisdom to answer all the questions and objections. 1 Peter 3, 5 says it this way, and always be ready to give defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Why do you have hope? I want that hope. Why do you have it? Be ready. A little bit of scripture memorization might help with that. Be ready. Well, here's the third time we're going to read this scripture. But this time we're going to pray it. You see, this is a request for a prayer. And we can pray this. I'm going to personalize it a bit. But we're going to pray this scripture. You can pray with your eyes open if you would like to follow along. But we're going to pray to God. Continuing earnestly in prayer and being diligent in, with, in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying for us also that God would open to us and to me a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you would give us an open door so that you can unveil this mystery and give us the words to speak. For which I am also in chains that I may make it manifest, that we may make it manifest as we ought to speak. Help us to walk in wisdom, Lord, toward those who are outside these walls, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that we may know how that we ought to answer each and every one. Amen. Some have said this prayer is very powerful. I have a closing story about that. But I'm, I'm wrapping up. Here are the go verses. I put them up here. I'm going to read them real quick. And then I'm going to close with a, with a closing story. But Matthew 28, Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and, the, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It says here, if we go, he's going to be with us. I'm going to pray for that. I am, I'm going to pray for it, but it says it right here. And similarly in Mark 16, 15, and he, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is my last slide. And I'm going to tell you a story. I wish this was a personal story. It's, it's not. I read it. Um, there was a gentleman who boarded an airplane. He was traveling. And it was one of those planes, that, uh, it's a, I call them five across, right? You got two seats and then you got three. You got the aisle, two and three on each side. He was sitting on the side with only two seats. He went over, he took his window seat. He sat down and he's sitting there wondering, well, I wonder who they're going to put um, beside me today. So he decides to pray, 
and he prays Colossians 4, 2 through 6. He decides to pray, and he asks God for an open door. He asks God to help reveal the mystery, and he asks God for the words to speak. Well, he noticed a gentleman uh, dressed in uniform, military, walking down the aisle. He was a young man. He sat down right beside him. And so they began to talk a bit. Um, he asked him about the military, and um, they had some idle chit-chat for a, for a bit, got to know each other, their names, uh, found out that this young man was 24 years of age. And then it popped in his mind that he, he was thinking, wow, here is a young man, 24 years old, and boy, does he have his head on straight. Knows what he's doing, knows what he's going for in life. So he decided just to repeat that. And he said, you know, young man, for a 24-year-old, you sure have your head on straight. And that military boy, he looked at him and he goes, you sure don't know me very well. And he began to pour out his life and all the problems that he was having. And he was having so many challenges. And he really just poured it out. Before long, this older man had an opportunity and he shared the gospel. And he talked to him about Jesus. And after a few minutes, the young military, the young man began to cry. And he said, I have the feeling that God put us together today. And he goes, well, I think he did also. And so... You know, we never know when we have these chance opportunities to be a stepping stone toward the salvation of people. Now, if you would have went to a book and read on what's the first thing you should say to start an evangelistic conversation, you're not going to get... Well, for a 24-year-old man, you sure got your head on straight. No, God provided the, that. God gave those words which triggered something in this young man and got him to pour out his heart. So, the first step is prayer. And then we can um, step through uh, hopefully be prepared with our Bible, our Bible memorization um, and be prepared to share what we know about the gospel of Jesus. Thank you. Let's have a closing hymn.